Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A couple of weeks ago, someone slid into my DMs on Instagram. It was a listener. She says, I see from social media that you have a great relationship with your father and mine lives far away. He was far away even when we were living close by. I would love it if you could do an episode with him and or about how your relationship was tested or evolved during lockdown. Just a thought. Stay safe. XX. Heart emojis. At first I was like, that is such a sweet message. And then I was like, you want to listen to me and my dad talk? Hi, I'm Jen Kirsch and you're listening to Lockdown Love. I, I loved her suggestion of bringing my dad on. He loved it. Of course he loved it. He he wants to take over this whole podcast thing. It was interesting because it was his birthday last week and we went over to my brother's and my dad just wanted it to be the original three. So me, my sister, brother, and him. The last time we were all really together before that was when my mom was still around. So it was really special uh, for him to just have a night with us. And he uh, opened up this bottle of Perrier Jouet from 1995 that he was saving. And he told us the story about how him and my mom bought it and they wanted it for a special occasion. So this is in 1995. At the time, I'm in grade five. My sister's nine years older than me. And they were like, oh, for when we have a grandchild, like when we have our first grandchild, we're going to pop it open. And um, my sister obviously was not in a relationship at that time and nor was anyone having kids anytime soon. But we opened the bottle um, because when the first grandchild came, my mom was no longer around. So he wanted to save it for something special. So we were at my brother's in the backyard by the pool, laughing, talking about memories that normally we wouldn't bring up when everyone's around because that's just not the dynamic, right? Uh, my brother was just playing the most delicious music and it was just such a beautiful setting. And we got to talking. And then as sort of some of the drinks went on, I realized how many inside jokes me and my dad have from quarantine and like how much he knows about me. And like, I think like looking at my siblings faces of some of the stuff they hear that we talk about, they were blown away that we have such a liberal and like open father daughter relationship that really has opened my eyes in the past week to see what we truly have and how unique and special it is. Okay, well, again, I don't even know where to start this. So, quarantine, uh, we've been locked down for a whole bunch of months. Yes. So, quarantine with you in the house has been has been fine. I'm, I'm not sure what it's done to your style and your dating. I have listened to a couple of the shows <laughs> and, I have, and I have heard some comments about that. Right. So I might be interested in understanding how things have changed since 
you've been able to run out a little bit? So these are great questions. I guess you're taking over now, which I like. You, you're the, you're the podcaster now, like season two, starring. <laughs> so Dr. welcome, David welcome Kirsch. to my podcast. Yeah, thanks, thanks. You're <laughs> so you're to natural. Eight. Um, it's been interesting because there was a point in time where I, we, you and I got in the flow of things at home and just had good communication style. And I felt like I don't ever want to be out of quarantine. Like this is a happy life being here with you. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything because I got to every Friday night, I'd go on house party and see my friends and Monday nights, I had vinyl nights. I went for my walks. I felt so complete here with you. And I was always fearful of when the government would change the rules and we would start being allowed to go back out because I didn't want it to take away from this amazing bond that we've always shared, but intensified during lockdown. It was just really special. And so it's really crazy that I went out once and then like all of that went out the door, not out the door, but I was like, it's, I'm so safe. I'm so safe. I'm so cautious. I go out, I have a couple of drinks and all of a sudden it's like, oh, right. We're in a pandemic. And so I needed to take a step back and come on this podcast and be accountable and sort of like reestablish why did I fall into those patterns? What's it been like as a single man being quarantined with your adult daughter? So it's sort of a twofold question. Like, what's it like being, let's start here. What's it like being single during quarantine? Did it ruin your game? Have you met or connected with anyone? How are you feeling about? Well, I'm going to say that aside from perhaps a a couple of delivery people, like the ones who are giving us our Fridays, there really weren't very many women that came to the door. Um, And I haven't haven't been anywhere. And so I don't think that sitting at home in in Thornhill is a good way to to meet people anyway. So in in terms of rooting my game, it's I'm I'm sitting at home as as were you. There is no there is no game. You could potentially go online. You could potentially go on to a dating site, and then you could chat with somebody. But chatting with somebody is is wonderful, except until you meet them, it really doesn't matter anyway. So what do you mean it doesn't matter anyway? Anyway, you, you can't tell what somebody is like by having a by having a few quick chats. So if you really have an, if you want to see if you have an interest in somebody, you've got to meet them. You've got to go out. You've got to, uh, yeah, you, you have to understand what they're, you have to understand what they like. So, so that's the, I mean, in terms of game, that's, that's the one side of it. The other question, um, being in quarantine with you, basically, we sort of, we sort of take a look at the other person. You see what they're saying. And I'm, I'm saying with anybody, you take a look at the other person. You give them some space when they need space. You provide some comfort when they're around. You do some stuff together and you don't get in their way. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> and that's sort of, that's sort of important. So, um, when you were, when you were two years old and my door was closed because I was doing work, you stayed out. It, it took me a little while to understand when your door was closed. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be knocking at the door, calling you, or, or right. whatever. There is a we we could we could come in here with this story. <laughs> there was a time where I was actually on a video date, and my dad came in, and it just and we had a good conversation. <laughs> it killed the vibe. It killed the vibe. Oh well. 
And it's like, this girl looks like she is obsessed with her father. But you know what? I am. So if someone doesn't deal with that, that's okay, too. Let's talk about dating. I think the reason why people mostly come down here to Lockdown Love to listen in is to figure out where they're at in terms of dating and where I'm at with my journey. So this has been an interesting journey during quarantine. So from your perspective, with sort of the handful of people I connected with in all weird ways, including one of the delivery guys, all these different people, where what do you think about that journey for me? And what are you sort of hoping for as we sort of try to, we as I start to exit the home? My observation would potentially be that perhaps you get too excited too quickly. Mm-hmm. So that may be that may be what what I've learned. I'm not going to personally. I'm not going to get excited. I don't know that anyone wants to hear about me. Oh yes, but personally. But personally, I'm not going to get too excited by having one or two conversations with somebody. I mean, this is all really good, but until I meet them, it not it really doesn't matter. You, on the other hand, seem to be whoa. Uh, delivery guy. Whoa. This is, this is really exciting. Okay. So what do you know about the delivery guy? Except, I don't know. He brings me, me presents. It, it reminds me of the song, right? Uh, Billy Joel. I don't know. John the Bar is a friend of mine. He gets me my beers for free. <laughs> Okay, I paid. But there's there's somewhere else that he would rather be. I paid a lot for those delivery orders. But he did start giving me gifts. He did start giving you stuff, but you don't know the person. You don't know if you have any interest in the person. So to me, you're not really you're not really learning about the person. So yeah, okay, it's exciting. And one can fantasize because we're in lockdown and we're not doing anything else. Yeah, you can fantasize about that's all I have to do is think about this is going to be. But if I was meeting somebody online. You know, wonderful, but I haven't met them yet. So the rest of this conversation doesn't matter. Again, you're to much me. more rational. To and me. I think of, I think I'm just looking at this book over there in my room, Bachelor Nation. It's in the black section corner. Okay. Anyways, so Bachelor Nation is a book by Amy Kaufman. And um, it is about the TV show, The Bachelor, and why people develop such strong connections, say I love you so soon, get ahead of themselves and all this stuff. And one of the main reasons is they're stuck in one place. They don't have their phones or computers. They're not allowed to talk to other people. All they have is time to think about this one person. And so I feel like during lockdown with Facebook, I in particular at first, I got really invested in ahead of myself because it was like, well, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. He lives out of town anyway. So this is perfect. I'm going to develop this real connection. It's going to be a real romance story. And I think my issue, and I think I've always been this way, is I really get ahead of myself. Like I want this perfect story, this fairy tale, and this idea that things work out because, you know, you and mommy met in high school and had this great, you know, relationship and marriage until she passed. And I just feel like, as someone who writes about relationship for a, for a living, it would be so nice to have a nice romance story too. So where do you think I go wrong? Where do I continue, Todd? Psychoanalyze me. Where do I continue to go wrong? What am I, like, I do get ahead of myself. I agree. And it probably fucking scares people away too. It's not a cute well, look. Everybody, everybody you run into. I mean, perhaps, perhaps I'm more particular than you are. Refined. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like a okay. nice aged whiskey. Okay. okay. So everybody is is not somebody who you want to go out with. Uh, once you find out what um, what they're like, are they? Do they match your level of intelligence? Do they have a job? Do you care if they have a job? Do you have a great relationship with them? Uh, those are sort of the important things. And um, do you look forward to seeing them? Are they are they nice to you? Can you rely on them? There's a lot of questions. I'm not talking about how tall they are or how much money they make or, or anything uh, else. Tall is like a major thing for me. I think on my or, Bumble or, or my dating beard. apps. Yes, beard, mustache. You know, got to be, it's got to be six, six two. Four. Six, oh, six two, two is down. the lowest I'll go. <laughs> but typically they're six, four, six, six. You know, the two people I was hanging out with right before quarantine, that was, you know, like six four, six six is pretty standard, but I won't. Oh, six two or under. See, that's really cool. Except one summer, I think it was summer, you met a guy, and he wasn't six odd feet, but you had a really good relationship with. Oh him. my god, one of I probably my favorite person I've ever dated. Yeah. So I mean, of any person I ever dated, that person to this day was my favorite because it was an equal relationship where I was respected. I was taken care of in the way that like, I, I don't want to say financially, although there was like he he was generous, but it was very equal. He also valued what I did for work, supported what I did for work, made me laugh, challenged me, same interests. That was a, that was a really good reminder because I came out of a serious relationship with someone that I left that I still loved, but I just felt like wasn't the one for me. And I had this idea in my head of what my ideal partner would be. And this person shortly after that, probably too shortly after that, came into my life and it showed me that that exists. So even though it didn't work out in the long run and probably because I choose people that live in different cities and they went back yeah, home. that might not have been the best choice. Right. But it was a really good reminder that not to settle. Well, no, you don't want to. You don't want to settle, and you have your whole life ahead of you. And unfortunately, sometimes when people don't want to settle, they can end up by themselves for a while. Right. So you never, you never know what's going to happen. So we can all, we we all may have this image of he's got to be or she has to be whatever. She's got to be this size, and she has to be whatever. So he has to be six four, or he has to have a good beard, or he has to be willing to grow a beard for you, and he has to play, I don't know, he has to play bass, or or whatever whatever the, the flavor of the day happens to be. But That's, that's a not, flavor of the, but, the but decade. That's, that's not really, that's not really the most important thing. The most important thing is to find somebody where your personalities mesh. You want to find the love of your life. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So what does the term love of your life mean to you? That's a really interesting question. So so really, um, that's the paradox. The paradox is you want to find somebody you can't live 
without. But in the end, if you're alive and the other person isn't alive anymore, you can actually go on and you can actually live without them. But your life is better. Your life is better with that person and they enhance your life. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody who enhances your life, who you want to be with, who wants to be with you, where you share some values, where potentially if, if equality is your thing, where they're going to be equal. If um, that's not, if you're looking for somebody to take care of you, um, in some way, whether it's taking care of you, like going out with a chef who can make you great meals or um, whatever, whatever it is that your ego ha happens to want. So different people, different people want different things. Do you think there's only one love of your life? To that one, I would say, I would say no. I would say no, there isn't. But the thing is, if you've had a great relationship with whoever it happens to be. Once you've, once you've seen that, or once you've been in that relationship, that's now your, your, your guide. Yes. Right. Once you, once you see that, if the next person isn't better or doesn't come up to that level, it's move on. It's, so it can become very, it can become very difficult. If you're with the best person in the world, yeah. mommy, if you're with the Aww. best person in the world, Mama, Mama. then how do you how do you top that with somebody else? There's nothing wrong with young guys. The question is, uh, do they really meet whatever your requirement is, and what are you really looking for? Well, and how do you and how do you know? So you go up with this young guy, and you go up with the young guy because he's a young guy, and it's nice to go out with a with a young. guy. It never has to do with age. I just think I'm physically attracted to men in their twenties. Okay, so if you go out with a guy in his twenties and he's not nice to you, then you gotta get the fuck out of it. Right, and that took me a long time to do. Well, but it but it shouldn't. Now, if there's nobody else around and you want to hang out with them and he's and he's fun and they're not abusive uh, or whatever, then that may be okay. So you're the relationship person. What's the best way to go out and find somebody? Do you find somebody at the bar? Do you find somebody online? Do you do you swipe? Do you swipe right? Do you reach out to somebody? What do you do? I think that all of those are the right way. I don't think there is a wrong way to meet someone. I think putting yourself in any of those situations and being open to it is enough. And with the right partner, it will work out how it's meant to. I do believe that. I've met people, like I'm trying to think of the people, the serious relationships I've had over the past like 15 plus years. And it's people that I've met either online or on Facebook or in person or through friends or at an activity, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just being open to it and the timing being right. I find for myself, it typically happens when you're not looking. You've gone out with a whole bunch of people. So have I. So have I since uh, last, whatever, almost 20 years. Um, but I haven't found... Uh, it would be really nice to find somebody who I would like to be with to replace the relationship that I had, but it hasn't happened. It just hasn't happened. Right. So, so yeah, you found some people. I found some people. I was hopeful that on this lockdown love journey, I would get a better understanding of what I'm looking for. It would be great. I All I want for you is 
for you to meet someone that makes you happy. And I don't have the answers. And when you say like, what do I ultimately want? I don't know. I think we were raised to be more traditional, yet I'm at a point where I'm at, you know, in my mid thirties and I am very happy with my work and my career and my writing and this podcast. And I love, I looked at you the other day and I was like, freedom. Like I don't have kids right now. I don't have a spouse. I am not in a relationship and I don't remember having this freedom and independence maybe ever. So I'm happy with that. But like, yes, I do. I want someone to share this stuff with. So I wonder what's next. What do you think's next? Um, so what's next? So the next thing is we, we all sort of loosen things up a little bit. We start letting people into the bubble. Hopefully we're in contact with people who aren't getting us sick. And then... The question is, are we going to be able to find, are we looking, are we looking in the right places? Is looking online the right place? If you go to the same sites all the time, whatever those same sites are, I find that the, I go to a, I go to a few sites and I see the same people and I see the same people that were there. 10 years ago, right. you go on the site, you get off it for a, few, a whole bunch of years, you come back and a lot of the same people are still hanging around. Right. Well, it's not necessarily, Dad, that they're still hanging around. They could have also been off oh, this because you're there too. Absolutely. So- well, if we're talking if we're talking about the women whose pictures that I see, a lot of them seem to have pictures of them from 20 years ago. Right. That's really... You know, my comment, of course, is... I can't date you 20 years ago. Of course. Show me what you look at least. Okay, you think that you're going to attract somebody by putting this picture up from 20 years ago. Wonderful. Now, show me a picture from today. If you're going to put, put, don't just put one picture up. You don't even know who this person is when you meet of them. Of course. Yeah, we've I, talked I about been, that. I would have been more years. generous before. At this point in time, it's like, oh, you're. This, no, you don't look like your picture. Thank you very much. You know, wh- why are you wasting my time? This is just not good. Ladies not and gents. It, not that it matters. In the end, I'm looking at the personality, but it's fraudulent. It's just not right. Fraudulent. Ladies and gents, you heard it here first from Dr. David Kirsch. It's fraudulent. Use updated pictures. You're at your home. You may be in lockdown with your kids. Get them to take some pictures. So before lockdown, I was meeting people, doing my thing and being single again and enjoying the single life. And because of that, I wasn't at home often. And also because of my job, I was out so often, at least four nights a week. So I wasn't spending quality time with my dad. I certainly wasn't having dinner at home or meals at home. But with lockdown, I was suddenly forced to be home. And for someone who loves her freedom and loves running around town, at first it felt weird to be home. I kind of thought this would last a few days, a week. I had no idea we'd be here all these months later um, and still uncertain of the future. What seemed forced at the beginning is the greatest gift I have gotten in this lifetime so far. And that's been time. The gift of time 
and the gift of quality time that I've gained with my dad has been invaluable to me. And it is something I will remember for the rest of my life. And it's something that even in my life in the now, I realized while I'm in it. Eating meals together at home is something so simple and may seem silly because it may be natural for you to do all the time. But my lifestyle never allowed for that. And I, before this, was, you know, wildly undependable. <laughs> and um, a very, I'm very much so free spirit. But what I saw as being forced or caged at the beginning in is where I got to truly be myself where I got to thrive, where I got to have great conversations, where I got to cook delicious, healthy vegetarian meals for him, where I found a sense of routine finally after so many years of just running, 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 chasing unavailable men, chasing dreams, chasing things, spending time with people that will soon be forgotten. Maybe even though I spent a lot of time with my dad, I was never that dependable daughter for him. Being in quarantine with him has just been truly a blessing for both of us. I don't know if him or I could have gotten through it without each other. You know, I thought when I started this podcast, I thought like, oh, what's going to happen to my dating life? Like, am I going to be a born again virgin? And like, you know, am I going to maybe find out what's really wrong inside my head and and like learn the error to my my ways and right my wrongs? But what came and the love that came from this journey is more than a romantic love or a fling or a connection with someone over Facebook or Zoom or, you know, at my front door via like a spaced out delivery or even a, a younger 20 something guy on a patio. It is the relationship with my father who has been with me since the beginning and will be with me till the end of time. And I just, I love him so much. And it's like such a great reminder. And this is what I want to leave with. It's never too late. You know, it's never too late to repair a relationship. It's never too late to find the one. It's never too late to find yourself or get back that spark that you once had. We get so lost in our our heads, our imaginations, we get lost in anxiety and shame and guilt and all these feelings and we get triggered and we are our worst enemy. Things change. We know that things change if you let it, if you stay patient. So even though my goal on this journey was to like find, you know, perhaps the one or a one to start a next chapter on, what I really found was myself, myself as, you know, a human, as a writer, as a podcaster, but mostly as a daughter. And it's a title that means more than any other title to me. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Love. I'm Jen Kirsch. Special thanks to a special guy, the big guy, my dad, Dr. David Kirsch. You listen to him today. If you're interested, a nice widowed gentleman. He has a beard, longish hair, hella fun. And, you know, feel free to hit me up. I'm on Instagram at Jen underscore Kirsch. Slide into those DMs. 
Um, you guys can also email me. My email's up on my Instagram. So it's Jen, J-E-N underscore K-I-R-S-C-H. You can also follow us on Twitter at LDL underscore podcast and on Instagram at Lockdown Love Podcast. This has been produced by Adrian Muhajarin, Kimberly Hackyman, Allison Bruff, and me, Jen Kirsch. Lockdown Love is a production of Entertainment One's Podcast Network. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.